Hi, Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone. Richie? Yes. Oh, God damn it! The PC doesn't have my soundboard. Richie, I need okay. you to imitate the sound okay. of the ocean. Okay. I'd like everybody to close their eyes. <laughs> Imagine ah! they're on a... <laughs> there with us introduce yourself special guest who made a game that was very difficult it's just me Kyan welcome Kyan but that's not all <laughs> introduce yourself special guest who has a YouTube channel uh, it's me Acer what lovely weather we have on this beach. <laughs> Welcome, Acer. Now I picture like the old one just coming out of the sand and crushing us all. That would be nice. Oh, and fun fact. Right now, this is episode 203 of the Snack Covenant. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 And for people who didn't see the previous 202 episodes, Kyan, <laughs> could you please introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Wait, who are we introducing? You. You. Oh, me? Hi, I'm Kyan. I made I Won't Be The Guy. I'm on this podcast a lot. I think everybody knows who I am. <laughs> But that's not all. We have a second special guest, who's Icer. Icer, could you please introduce yourself and tell us about who you are and what you do? Hi, I'm Icer. Uh, I do YouTube videos every now and then. And I've been roped into this by Sin. <laughs> she very courteously asked me, like, oh, do you, do you like anime? Do you want to watch uh, JoJo with us? Do you want to watch MD Geist? Two, <laughs> and then she was very rude in the uh, in the pre-show. Oh my god! Wow, what a snitch! <laughs> and Icer, what's the name of your YouTube channel? Uh, it's uh, Acer Aesthetics. Could you spell that? <laughs> A e s i r a e s t h e. T-I-C-S? Thank you. You didn't seem sure. No, it's just, it fell apart at the end. I think I, I spelled it last time. You can use that audio here. <laughs> Excellent. So how this is going to work is I will tell you what happened in the episode, and then you can, like, present your thoughts and answer some questions that I have prepared. Perfect. Uh, have we okay. all seen the entirety of JoJo? Or, like, how yes. spoiler heavy are we going to get? Okay. Oh, we're we're going to spoil, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, as JoJo is leaving the house to go to high school, his mom tells him, Oh, you forgot something. It's your goodbye kiss. And JoJo is like, You're such a bitch. Stop <laughs> cleaning to me like I'm a little kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan is a jerk. He really is. 
Holly's too precious for that. This is what I was like when I was 17, too. I was super rude to my mom. Were you also about five meters tall? <laughs> yeah, full, full ass man. I wasn't like other teenagers. For starters, I was 40. <laughs> I was a 40-year-old Austrian bodybuilder. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how, like, that's also... Um, that's also the justification for Arnold Schwarzenegger being the Terminator, is that they wanted someone who could blend in. And it's like, <laughs> yes, this yeah. Austrian bodybuilder will not attract any attention. <sighs> no, but I was super rude to my mom, and I regret it now because she's going to a party and she's going to bring me back lobster soup in a couple of hours. Aww. Aww. I, said, I said no to attending that party to be here with you. I hope you all appreciate that. <laughs> oh my God. I'm glad you'll at least get your lobster stew. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have to meet anyone, so it's a win-win. Mm. Lobster stew in a pot. That's a win-win. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We're all varying degrees of tired here, so it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, me yeah. and Stin, we're like morning tired. Yeah. yeah. You guys. I'm still you... up. Yeah, I'm still up. I got up early also to record with Stin. So. This is such like a mismatch of energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. However, an interesting thing to point out that later in the episode, Jojo notices his mom is looking a little pale, and he asks her, like, you okay? Yeah. So, he's not a complete, like, a-hole, you know? He has an image to keep up, and it's a yeah. really shitty image. Mm. <laughs> On his way to school, girls are, like, following jojo and they're like oh my god it's jojo and they're like totally in love with him right these girls are fearless <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why this made me think of reborn is because these girls look like they could be teenagers you know yeah that's what i was thinking as well because <laughs> it's it's not like this is a world where all teenagers look like 40 year old bodybuilders it's it's him and, like, two guys later on, and everyone else just looks like a teenager. <laughs> that all changes in uh, part five, where everyone becomes super fabulous. Yeah. Oh, yeah? I didn't yeah. see part five yet. Oh, you're gonna like part five. You like stuff like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff like that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're gonna love part five. That's a good pitch for part five. Yeah. <laughs> Sin actually learned a lot of English from RuPaul's Drag Race, and that comes <laughs> across in the way that she talks. Sorry, my computer just went to sleep. My bad, my bad. That's okay. We can still hear you. Okay. Jesus okay. Christ. Oh my screen. god. I'm sorry, is- just like, why enough? You didn't touch your mouse for five minutes. Going yeah. to sleep now. It's like you. Going to sleep. I'm just turning the monitor. I'm going to sleep. Sorry, sorry. I pressed a button trying to fix it, and then I don't know what happened. I'm back. Hi. 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 Okay. All right. This is going well. Okay. So, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Kyan. 
I'm sorry. I was just I was just commenting on how this was a professional podcast. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. What was I saying? Oh, okay, so I agree with you, Richie. Um, just like Reborn, this is one of the more well thought out animes out yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's. I'd say it's it's slightly better thought out than Reborn. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. I got like two two minutes into the first episode of Reborn, and I was like, "There's a kid <laughs> with a gun, and the gun transformed into a lizard." And then I yeah. moved my mouse to the top of my screen, and I clicked X. I was like, "Nope, yeah. this is this is not <laughs> yeah. for me." Oh my God. Wow! You didn't even see the rest Top of it. Top ten you anime just... betrayals right here. You just made judgments based on the first like five minutes, which were actually good. It was really funny because the man had a knife and he tried to attack the baby, but then the baby pulled a gun at him. Am I allowed to make I, a I judgment know. based on the first thirty-three episodes? Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, right. you don't like a kid with a gun that turns into a lizard? You won't like the rest of it. <laughs> Oh my god, but he doesn't just turn in the lizard turns into a oh rice cooker, it turns into a soccer ball. It's a shape-shifting chameleon. It turns it into turns a into tiny into- UFO during a scene where someone is beaten to death in a warehouse. Alright? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a very good show. You're missing out. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. So, um, so- so yeah, as Judge is going to school, there's a whole bunch of girls that are like fighting for his attention. Mm-hmm. And, and that was funny. They start calling each other ugly and no boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Judge is like, oh, shut up. You're so annoying. And then they're like, oh my God, he talked to us. He was talking to me. Yeah, yeah. So Judge seems to be really popular in school um, and has a whole bunch of people who like him. Why? Because he's like the cool bad boy. Yeah. Because his pants are worth like, what, like $1,000 or whatever? I think oh, it yeah. was like 200,000 yen or something. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Oh, damn. That's intense. Yeah, they, they see the drip. They know what's up. <laughs> the what? The drip. What is that? I don't know. Don't ask me. It's a trace I hear all the fucking streetwear people saying. Okay. I, don't, I don't know anything. I'm not cool. Don't ask me. Okay. I sir, what were you saying? Uh, I, I I was just gonna say like that's two hundred thousand yen in nineteen eighties uh, yen. Yeah, that's true. Do you think Jotaro has like low key Aspergers or something? Oh, because he's hmm. he's he's super uh, like he's always kind of off in his own world. He's not very sociable, and then he becomes like. A, a savant when it comes to like marine life and stuff. Yeah, you know, like it's the, not actually the. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, maybe actually. And there's yeah. this part in uh, part four where he and Josuke are hunting rats, and he has like this super detailed knowledge, which like who who knows this stuff? Yeah, because I he, to me he came across as like he's sort of secretly kind of a nerd, but yeah. he's trying to keep up this like cool guy image. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That or it's just convenient for the plot for him to have hyper <laughs> specific knowledge at certain points. <laughs> that is very Jojo. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So then we see a mysterious figure. So then we see a mysterious figure dressed in green drawing no, no, Jojo. Figure. Figure was right. 
Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. Okay. <laughs> so then... <laughs> He's Icelandic. No, because he made fun of me. He made the Gorbachev accent last time. I, sir, remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember. You know, Gorbachev and Reagan came to Iceland that one time. <laughs> okay, Richie, focus. Yes. Why is it my fault? Shut the fuck up and focus. Okay. All right. On what? Oh, my God. So then we see a mysterious figure dressed in green drawing Jojo as menacing, menacing, menacing appears on screen. So actually, let me ask you about the menacing, 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 menacing. Did you like that part of the anime where things appeared on screen? I love it when words appear on the screen. Yeah. I, I really love it because um, not just that, but like the way that the um, everything is blocked and the way that characters talk, like it really does feel like this is this is a comic book. There's a mm -hmm. scene later on where like, like um, Jotaro like announces it's leaking green fluid, which is a line you would put in if you were in a medium where nothing moved and there was no color. To kind of explain what was happening, but it's happening in this thing where we can see it's leaking green fluid. So it has this sort of feel to it that I really like. Mm -hmm. I also like it because there's a lot of like dramaticism in this anime. Some scenes are very, 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 very intense. Yeah, yeah. Kind of going back to, to Reborn again. Yeah, Reborn can get intense. Well, that's, that's the thing. Reborn can get intense. But prior to it being intense, it's been incredibly whimsical and wacky. And then it just lurches into extreme violence. <laughs> Whereas this is like, no matter what is happening, the tone is reasonably consistent. Like when he's getting annoyed at the girls that are following him around, he's not really acting any differently to like when the others, he's sort of, he's always the same kind of like persona. Whereas in Reborn, it goes from, everyone's happy and having a wacky time and now someone is bleeding from the mouth so yeah 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 i sir wouldn't know this because he saw the first three minutes of reborn and gave up <laughs> i i think i i think i got reborn i feel confident I did you meet hibari <laughs> yeah he's the lizard right <laughs> oh, oh my god you didn't even see hibari's menacing theme so, Kyan, did you see Reborn? No, not so even the first five minutes. The first season of Reborn together. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. Did it. Yeah, I'm making my sister watch it now. I know, and as we pointed out, like I talked to your sister, and she agrees with everything I was saying. <laughs> so it's not just me. It did just me. I did not come to Reborn trying to make it seem like that. That it's independently verified. But that is the impact it has on people. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So now, I posted the picture that the painter was drawing in the notes. What do you think of this picture? I think, I hope Kakuyan isn't going to art school. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, looking at it in the notes, it looks better than it looked in the episode when it was moving. Yeah. But it's still like... Yeah, face is free. Yeah. I don't. I don't have access to the notes. What is this? What? I posted them. 
Oh my god, he's so you're pulling a rich in our eyes, sir. Rich always claims to have no access to anything. No, I don't. I say I haven't looked at them. I don't say I didn't have no access. Okay, okay. I see them. I see them now. I see them now. Sorry. Yeah. I just had to scroll okay. up. Bitch. <laughs> I don't like how, how you're getting more comfortable being rude to me. I feel like I'm being. You're being fast tracked. <laughs> this is how it happened. <laughs> yeah. So, Icer, what do you think of the painting in the notes? I think it's uh, it, it's interesting because I, it's probably a pretty direct translation to the picture from the anime, I would imagine. Uh, from the manga, I would imagine. Right. Because whenever manga or animation does like their own animation or drawings, they're always kind of crummier. Right. So I wonder if, like, in-universe, that's supposed to be really good. Oh. Mm-mm. I mean, it, even though it's it doesn't like it looks like it's an indifferent style. That style has more kind of nuance to it. It's softer. It's got more. Yeah, shape. like his tiny arms and stuff. It's like yeah, pretty yeah. exaggerated in yeah, like interesting yeah. and weird ways. Yeah. yeah. What I what I like about not necessarily the painting, but this scene is that they just openly begin with, "Okay, Kakyoin is the guy who's doing this." They don't try to maintain mystery throughout. That you know, who, who could this character possibly be? Because the second you see him, you know. Because he, he, again, like Jotaro, is like two heads taller than everyone else. He is wearing this gigantic flowing green coat. He has impos- physically ah. impossible hair. Yeah, so they, they don't waste the episode with him like one being suspicious about who this guy is. They just come <laughs> I out see you two are two head t- heads taller than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, they, right just, they just come out and they're like, okay, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I like that they did that. You want to hear something funny about Kakyoin? Yeah. It is it is official canon that he is one point seventy five centimeters or something tall. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's shorter than me. What? Yeah, he's supposed to be like average height. So he, everyone at the school is three feet tall, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a Dark Souls thing where all the important characters are just yeah. bigger. Hmm. <laughs> It's like um, the official height of Olaf from Frozen, from which you can extrapolate that Elsa is 11 feet tall. Nice. (laughs) Okay. My little sister had me watch Frozen 2 the other day. Oh, was it good? Uh, That's like about as good as the first one, I guess. Okay. Do Do you remember any memorable songs? No. I've been uh, collecting photographs of bootleg Olafs from different dollar stores and keeping them in a folder <laughs> called Personal Extraordinarily you thing to do. <laughs> the thing about Olaf is he's already just like a blob. So if you make a bootleg of Olaf and it's even slightly off, it just looks hideous. He looks like the, the melted dollars <laughs> from Bloodborne. <laughs> yeah, they're like just organizing, like, but just in a gradient of which one looks the most melted and deformed. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. So, as this mysterious painter is drawing Jojo, he draws a wound on Jojo's leg. And what happens? An implausible amount of blood gushes out. So, Jojo gets hurt IRL from the painting. Whoa. 
it's it's very mysterious and dramatic because like you said there's so much blood and then he's falling down the stairs and everything's really intense and people are screaming but, but another weird property of jojo characters is that they all contain five to six times as much blood as a normal human even even civilians yeah yeah a a anyone in this series can sustain injuries that would probably kill them but they'll only die when it's necessary for the plot to advance. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I liked what they did here because looking at this scene, you're like, oh, this guy's special stand is painting or something. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's like misdirection. Hmm. Ooh. It's very deep. Do we have any lore explanation for exactly how he was able to just bleed Jodoro with a painting? Because he asked his stand to do it. Yeah, I, I assume that like it's not it's not a thing where he damages the painting and that damages him. It's like he's using that to send a signal to Hierophant yeah. Green, like hit him. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're just being a dramatic bitch. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise, so fucking cool. <laughs> otherwise, he could have uh, taken that photo of Dio that Joseph keeps lugging around everywhere and just like <laughs> yeah. cut his head off. Also, my favorite thing is, like, once, like, JoJo's all right, he just fucking chucks the painting into the trees. <laughs> it's like a frisbee. <laughs> it's like, well, that's done with. Yeah. Gotta play with the puppet. <sighs> all right. Thank you. And then an interesting thing happens. So JoJo falls down the stairs and everything, but he's okay, right? His yeah. uh, leg is just cut. And then... In a twist, Kakyoin comes up to Jojo and tries to help him by giving him a handkerchief and being like, you know, hey, here you go. He also Starting has a really long white scarf. scarf. Yeah. What? <laughs> we were both saying he has a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like only in that scene and never again. It's true. He was trying to be like an artist, you know? Ugh. And his earrings look like cherries, which becomes a thing. Yeah. I was thinking on. about that a lot too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He even kind of looks like a cherry because he's like this green thing with a red thing on top of it. <laughs> so it's like a reverse <laughs> cherry. It's a reverse <laughs> cherry, yeah. Oh, cute. Hmm. So I just think that takes a lot of guts to just come up to Jojo and be like, oh, do you need help? I mean, that's most stand users. Most stand users have no sense of self-preservation. Uh -huh. But didn't didn't all the girls go to Jojo like, do you need help? Didn't they do that too? And they all kept saying Jojo died with Jobu over and over again. Like it was one word. Okay, okay. I was on to something. Maybe the girls yeah. are also stand users. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> Theory. Real. <laughs> I already know what the I already know what the thumbnail for this is gonna look like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's gone down really well. <laughs> Thank it's you. one of our best like dislike ratios yet. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, is that the uh the thing you did just recently with Demon Souls? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 well I said as a joke. You need to call this Demon Souls new area revealed question mark, and she actually called it that. And some people are irate there is <laughs> because in fact, it was just no like no area revealed. 
It was just like maybe this one letch there in the tutorial. Yeah, yeah. That said, if it does turn out that that's a new area, everyone owes us an apology. That'll be <laughs> the great ch- that, That'd be great. I would die laughing. <laughs> Vindication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd still like to talk about the scene of Kakioin coming up to Jojo. Yeah. Because Jojo feels that something's up and he's like, hey, who are you? What you doing here? Did you just transfer here? And Kakyoin's like, yeah, I just transferred here yesterday. I'm Noriaki Kakyoin. And it's just like a very intense scene between the two. Like you think they're going to start fighting or something, but they don't. Mm. Like it ends peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sneaky boy. He's not in any rush. <laughs> He's like, I'm bigger than everyone else in the world, and this guy's bigger than me. Best be careful moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> so then, at this point is where Jojo's birthmark starts acting out, and the next scene is like Dio monologuing in his fortress, and... The whole thing comes together and it becomes like 100% clear that Kakyoin is working for Dio. Yeah, that's another thing that's like, I feel like I'm reading a comic book rather than watching something. So that scene of just Dio explains the plot to nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do believe that he would just do that, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just dramatically walking around, making candles light telekinetically, and then he's just, here's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cool. Maybe he's like practicing in front of the mirror for when he does have to reveal it to the good guys. Yeah. He's like, I gotta be prepared, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then we have a scene where we see Avdal and old man Jojo in Holly's house. And the old man is very whiny. He's just whining about everything. Look, have you slept on Tatami mats before? No. Well, I have. It fucking sucks, so I'm with them. <laughs> what I got out of this rewatch is an appreciation for Joseph's fashion. Because that, that horrible sweater he has on during this scene. And then <laughs> and then later on you see him in his pajamas, and they're just ridiculous oh, yeah. looking. And it's I just, great. It's amazing. <laughs> Do you think Holly made him that sweater and he's like, uh... I know I shouldn't, but she's my daughter, so... <laughs> no, no, if he, no, if she made it for him, he loves it. Yeah. Aww. That's what I'm saying, like, yeah. dude, yeah. that doesn't look right, like, my daughter made this for me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the next thing is Jojo in the nurse's office. He went to the nurse's office to treat the wound that was inflicted on him by Kakyoin. And this is the point where he sees the handkerchief again, right? Or it falls out of his pocket or something. But anyway, he picks it up, he unfolds it, and there's some information on it. I, I think before we do that, there's two key things you've missed about the infirmary sequence. Okay. okay. The first one is that this is where you meet the two other students with the build of Jotaro. Right. Oh, that's <laughs> right. There's two other 40-year-old bodybuilders at this school. <laughs> Right, they're delinquents. If you're delinquent, you're huge. My notes here just say students all older than nurse. <laughs> and then there's the scene at um when the nurse is going to examine Jotaro, she says, Can you remove your hat? And he says no. 
And that's physically impossible because his hat is part of his hair. There is no way for him to remove his hat. Yeah, that gets even crazier in uh, subsequent parts where his hat is white. Yeah, well, he's he's older then. He's starting to go gray. (laughs) Oh, no. Also, the nurse is cute. Let's just throw that out there. Mm. (laughs) Maybe that's like a special big boy nursery. (laughs) (laughs) So the note I was talking about earlier, could anyone read to me what it says on that note? Can't you do it? Yeah. No. No. Why? Do it in your best reborn voice. Yeah, do yeah. it in your best reborn Richard voice. Richard has a better reborn voice, though. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is that you need to do it. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> also, the only thing I can say in the reborn voice is, Reborn! Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> okay, so one of y'all better read this note or we cannot proceed. Jotar Kujo, I will kill you today with my stand. Okay, no, do it in character. Well, it, it was, no, it was I, I, I don't know what you mean, Sin. It was just like Kakyoin was here for a moment. Yeah. Okay, no, you got you got to read the beginning, and then you got to pause at the commas, and then you got to read who signed it. Look, I don't know how to speak bottom, all right? What? <laughs> Richie, you do it. Jotaro Kujo, I will kill you today with my stand. <laughs> From Noriaki Kakyoin. So, what did you think of this direct approach with the note? It was direct. Yeah. He, he knows what he's about. He, he yeah. already has his stand inside the nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Again, like, I... I feel like in a lesser series, they would have dragged this out the whole episode and it would have ended with the reveal that Kakuin was the, was the enemy stand user, but they just get it out of the way. Yeah. That like, yeah. oh, who's this new villain? Could it be the only new character we've been introduced to this whole episode? There'd just, there'd just be constant <laughs> shots of them passing each other in hallways and zooming in on their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You see, this is why Reborn is special, because when... <laughs> When Gokudera from Italy showed up in class, oh yeah, he, from Italy, yeah, he, you had a feeling that he's like, oh, he's like the antagonist or the bad guy. But in the end, him and Tsuna became best friends. Yeah, but oh. like I said at the time, um, this is in fact this is exactly what happens with with Kakyoin, where it's like the hero has a fight with someone and the hero bests them, and then. Like that guy joins them. Yeah, but like I said before, Reborn and JoJo are both great works of art and have a lot in common. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as JoJo reads this note, the nurse starts acting weird as if she's possessed or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then she takes a pen and she stabs one student with a pen in the eye. I personally didn't expect that. What did you think of that? I mean, I've seen enough JoJo. Like, as soon as I saw the pen, I'm like, oh, yeah, one of these students' eyes must have gotten stabbed out. Like, I don't remember the scene, but it's like, yeah, what Uh else would happen? It was a little disturbing. Like, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. But I mean, going back to Reborn, right? Oh, yeah, of course. In our lives. 
<laughs> like when I talk about one of the I I brought this up when we were watching Reborn that like the the violence in JoJo is portrayed consistently. Whereas I feel like in Reborn someone would have got stabbed in the eye with a pencil and it would have made a comedic sound effect and then we would have seen them with a comedy eye patch in the next scene. Whereas <laughs> because of this someone gets stabbed in the eye and blood gushes everywhere. They're then able to have that followed by a fight where people are fighting and blood's going everywhere and it doesn't feel like it's completely out of place. Mm -hmm. mm. Are you saying it's out of place when Reborn does it? <laughs> it's out of place when Reborn does it some of the time because the portrayal of violence is completely inconsistent. <laughs> Do you stand by this thing? That's how it's supposed to be. That is the point of the series. It keeps you on your toes, Richie. <laughs> You're right. I, I can't judge it until I watch the remaining 182 episodes. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, but season two starts off. Like, I've been telling you, Richie. Back, please go back to church. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So. We're like 44 minutes in, and it's still the first episode. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. So, as Richie mentioned, the nurse attacks Jojo and he fights her off. And during the struggle, he figures out that Kakyoin is controlling the nurse. Mm. But then, like we hear, yes, it was me the entire time. And Kakyoin is like sitting on the window uh, to the side. Yeah. So, again, it's like Richie said, it's very direct. This is like a third confirmation that like Kakyoin is like the bad guy in this episode. But it's not even like a confirmation, they're just building up like, here's the villain, he's gonna kill Jojo, and here's how Look he dies. Look how he is. Yeah, but it's just like, it's very, very like ABC, like introduce him, here's what he's trying to do, here's how he's gonna do it. Like that's, it's very economical. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And here is where we actually find out more about Kakio and Stand. Yep. And their stand's name is Hierophant Green. And can someone tell me more about Hierophant Green? He's a little noodle boy. Mm. <laughs> yes. He's green. Yeah. Uh -huh. He likes hiding he's, in things. He's, yeah. he's very he's shy. He's Hierophant-esque. <laughs> mm -hmm. A visual design invocative of a Hierophant. <laughs> yeah. See, th this actually made me realize what Hierophant Green kind of was meant to be, because I, I was familiar with the design before I watched it, and I'm like, what the hell is this? But when you see Kakyoin is controlling Hierophant Green with a marionette, I realized, oh, okay, uh, the weird design of Hierophant Green, he's meant to be like, like a doll with segmented parts that's sort of moving around. Oh. Because, I mean, he looks very weird. Because it's like this sort of featureless doll body that glows green and has some like silver accents on it. And I, I never, and it, it can, like Kyan said, it's like a noodle boy can kind of transform parts of itself into tentacles. And it almost feels like it's a liquid. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, just saying, and like, because I was familiar with the design, I knew what it looked like. I was like, what the hell is this thing supposed to be? But seeing it mimic the movements of Kakyoin's 
marionette. I'm like, oh, I get it. It's like a puppet with strings. That makes sense. Hmm. And what does Hierophant actually mean? This is interesting because, like, a Hierophant is a religious figure. It has really nothing at all to do with what Hierophant Green does, but there's a scene at the end of the next episode where they just kind of, like, name draw. their stands. Yeah, they, they draw tarot cards and they just name their stands after the cards kind of random. It's not entirely random. Like, Magician Red sort of makes sense. It's a magician and fire, but then, like, I don't know what, like, Hierophant Green has to do with a Hierophant. I think they might just like the name. Mm-hmm. And what's uh, what's the stance attacks? Emerald Splash, my favorite Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> yeah, it's Emerald Splash, and it's it's controlling things and having very long reach, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you say controlling things, it can literally go inside people's heads. Yeah, which is what's happening with the nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And does it remind you of any character you may have seen before? I'll tell you what it does remind me of. It reminds me of, like, a maquette, like an armature that you would sculpt over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think, again, that's very intentional. It's meant to look like a doll with strings attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. What it reminded me of was actually this. Do you guys remember this character? See, I don't know what you've sent, but I see um, I've received a file called Eagle MD Geist Death Force. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, Blast Hiver Van Green. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excuse uh, me? Ariaki noted fan of MD Geist Death Force, which I think came out after this was made. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know who this guy is even. You'll find out all about him when we do our lore analysis of MD Guys 2. <laughs> See, like, Kakyoin has the note for Jojo that's like, I will kill you with my stand, and your equivalent of that to me is when we watch MD Guys 2. <laughs> with the most dangerous Geist. The most dangerous Geist. <laughs> uh. Awkward laughter from Iser. <laughs> I'm out of my. I'm out of depth here. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what people are talking about. You're, you're lucky. It's all right. I feel like I'm the third wheel, except I'm the fourth wheel in a three-person <laughs> comedy riff. But no, the true fourth wheel is the audience who. <laughs> On the basis of what gets watched on this channel, we'll have no idea what MD Geist or Reborn are. I'm, I'm right there with you, audience. Yeah, you're the audience surrogate. Yeah, you're the audience surrogate. Oh. It's very important. <laughs> this is an Isekai podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um. So yeah, so Jojo fights Kakyo in stand, and when Jojo gets the upper hand, he rips Kakyoin's stand out of the nurse, but she collapses and she looks dead. She looks super dead. Yeah, my eyes just go, oh no, she's dead. <laughs> I thought she was dead, but then at the end yeah. he's like, oh, she'll be fine. Spoilers! Like, oh, yeah. We're not Georgia. there yet. 
Like she looks like she's rotting. We're yeah. not there yet. <laughs> Spoilers, everyone. Come on. Oh, so, sorry. This is meant to be a substitute for watching the thing that this is over twice as long as. <laughs> That's oh what. God. So, Richie, focus. So. Yeah, Richie, focus. <laughs> Kakyoin explains that. Hierophant Green doesn't like open spaces, so when Jojo ripped the stent out of the nurse, it got angry and hurt her. Now, this is quite unusual because normally Jojo is very meticulous when it comes to these things. Nah. Yeah, because in future episodes, he always thinks things through and he always like observes things to make the right move. So I wonder... Do you think that's because he learned from this, that he needs to be more meticulous because he hurt the nurse? I think so. I think yeah. this incident really, like, marked him and yeah. made him realize, like, he doesn't know everything. So when it comes to stand users, he has to be extra careful. Yeah. Because a lot of the fights, like, they're about figuring out how the enemy stand works and how to exploit that rather mm -hmm. than them being, like, a fight. One thing that stuck out to me, actually, in this bit is that when he, he, um, uh, Jotaro's stand beats up Hierophant Green a bit, and you see this, like, pressure point start appearing on Kakyoin's head as Hierophant Green's head is being squeezed. And I don't know if it's deliberate, but that made me think a lot of Fist of the North Star with the pressure points in that. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah. Uh, older JoJo drew heavily from Fist of the North Star. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Uh. Mm hmm And that Fist of the North Star is another anime. It's not yes. as good as Empty Ghost. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Sinclair needs to start watching... Uh... I feel maybe like Sinclair's, Sinclair's relationship with anime is that just everything is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> except um except fully coolly because it's too depressing yeah it's way too depressing i can't i saw the first couple of episodes and i'm like no i'll need to cleanse my palate with more reborn yeah <laughs> okay thank you so then after this happens jojo gives a very passionate speech yeah. could someone please read it out for us well, you don't want to do it? No. Yeah, you, can, you can do it. I'm shy, goddammit! I'm shy, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to say about this speech. Okay, so you read it, Richie. Let's right. go. Okay, can I read it with my own commentary? Yes. Okay, he says, I, Jotaro Kujo, am labeled a punk. I tend to overdo it with my opponents in fights, so much that some are in the hospital. So that's like that's why he's in jail at the beginning, because yeah. he put a bunch of guys in hospital. Yeah, he crushed their uh, testicles. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> all I their testicles. Yeah. All of them. Richie, I think you'll find that Jodo actually said, "I tend to overdo it with my opponent in flights." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Icer is a bully. Oh my god, Icer! I knew these two were bullies, but I didn't know y'all were like a tricycle. <laughs> All right. <sighs> then he says, There was one idiot teacher who was all talk, so I taught him a lesson and he hasn't come back to school. <laughs> so, the idea that a teacher is a problem because he's all talk, that's <laughs> what teachers are supposed to do. So, 
the impression you get here is that he just got mad one day and beat the shit out of a teacher. <laughs> and I guess, like, the the faculty are too scared of Jotaro to expel him. So yeah. they're just like, okay, the teacher can leave. And then he says, um, at restaurants that serve me lousy food, I leave without paying the bill all the time. So, like, you (laughs) see him walk away from the table. He's barely touched it. The food is still on the plate. Yeah. Looks good, too. It was lousy. He hasn't given her a chance. Yeah. (laughs) And then he says, but even I know nauseating evil when I see it. (laughs) And I feel like here. <laughs> I feel like in some ways this this speech feels a little redundant because you've already seen like Kakyoin possess someone and like blood fly everywhere. <laughs> someone gets stabbed in the eye and like weird green fluid leaking everywhere, and, and this is what this is the point at which Chotaro stands up and says something's not right here. <laughs> but um, what what's actually really upsetting him is that, as he says, evil is when you use the weak for your own gain and crush them under your foot, especially an innocent woman. And that's exactly what you've done. So what he's mad at is isn't necessarily the vast amount of <laughs> violence and injury and the destruction of several walls of this building. It's that, like, the honor kind of component of it that Kakyoin... He's mad that Kakyoin is possessing people, basically, instead of fighting him front on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he says, your stand isn't visible to the victim or the law. And, like, that's that's a thing that we talked about in the first episode, but, like, only stand users can see stands. So... From the point of view of the other possibly hundreds of students at this school, um, this room just exploded. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then he says, therefore, I will judge you myself. Myself, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are we going to have a problem, Acer? I feel like you should put a screenshot of the transcript. Just so people can judge whether or not this is a warranted critique of mine. <laughs> I, I feel like there's some character assassination going on here. <laughs> but this this speech made me think a lot of Sailor Moon when she's like, in the name of the moon, I will punish you. I can't believe you just compare Jodoro to Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Sin, answer this question truthfully. Is Reborn better or worse than Sailor Moon? Well. (laughs) Take your time, take your time. Let us us compare the two. Reborn has Lambo, but Sailor Moon loves food. Yeah. So your idea, your ideal series would be a crossover where Lambo yeah. was in Sailor Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know Instead how there's the cat, yeah. no, no, no. Well, no. You know how at some point during one of the seasons, uh, Chibi Moon shows up. 
Yeah. It's very annoying. So I think we should replace her with Lambo. Who's not annoying? <laughs> no. There we go. That would be the perfect series. <sighs> Lambo. <laughs> Lambo. She's so cute. We're not talking about cute things. We're talking about tough things like JoJo's <laughs> Bizarre Adventure, <laughs> which gets progressively less and less tough guy as the yeah. series has progressed. <laughs> okay, so as this is happening, the colors of the anime start to change. This is like all the covers of the uh, manga. They're always done in like weird alternate color schemes yeah. and stuff like that. I really yeah. like this. They do it a lot yeah. more. They they start really leaning into it in uh, part four, where just like in this scene, the sky is yellow and there's no explanation. It just is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it too. I feel like here it represented Jojo's like internal state where like he's so angry. The whole color changed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they, they do it, I think, mostly during stand battles in this part. And then later on, it just becomes like, oh, when, whenever we feel like it. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Araki described the uh, the coloring or something where it, it's just, it's not supposed to be representative of reality. It's supposed to be representative of the mood of the the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the panels in question. Yeah. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Because the, the manga is like black and white apart from the covers, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So finally, Jojo unleashes Star Platinum. That doesn't have a name yet, by the way. And this is where we see how powerful Jojo's stand really is, because Star Platinum avoids Hierophant Green's attacks and beats the crap out of him. He just basically gives Kakuin CTE. Gives what? He's just doing a fucking. He's he, he's giving him CTE. He's just doing the um the speed the boxing speed bag on his tiny little head. Yes. It's yeah. it's brutal. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then like the whole. I think this is where like the whole school explodes, windows shatter, and then Jojo walks up to the nurse who's still unconscious, and he concludes that she'll be fine once her yeah. wounds are healed. Oh, this is no problem. Now, yeah. It's like I don't even have to do anything. I have to check on her. I'm just okay. I can just leave her here on the floor. Well, she'll be fine, so it's okay. Now, Richard, yeah. Richard, you're you're yes. a doctor, right? Yes, yes, I am. In your expert doctor opinion, do you yes. think that nurse? That was clearly beginning to rot is going to be okay. <laughs> uh, yes, because she's only lost about five percent of the blood that's actually in her body. Ah, okay. <laughs> in, in in the JoJo continuity, people are just bags full of blood that <laughs> will just spray every. They're like Stretch Armstrong. They just oh. like spray everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, so then we see that the fight left the school pretty messed up. Like, all the windows are shattered on, like, all the floors. There are, like, yeah. holes in the walls and the ceiling. Yeah. There's some holes in the walls. There's some holes in the... Oh, my God. There's some holes in the house. Some holes in the house. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Jojo's like, well, the school can clean this up. I'm skipping for the rest of the day. I think they're probably quite relieved that he's skipping for the rest of the day, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) 
We know by this time that the stand and the user are interconnected. So when one gets hurt, the other gets hurt too. Mm -hmm. So basically, by beating up Hierophant Green, Jojin directly beat up Kaikyoin and rendered him unconscious. Yeah. So basically, Jojo just puts like Kakyoin over his shoulder and brings him home to find out more about Dio. Yeah. 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 And when he's home, old man Jojo takes a look at the unconscious Kakyoin and reveals that the reason Kakyoin is so loyal to Dio is because there's a parasite on Kakyoin's forehead. Yeah. I feel like we saw his uh, forehead pretty extensively throughout the episode. Yeah. And the parasite wasn't there. Well, it was behind, like, the hair. Oh, okay. But it's not, though. It's actually, like, it's at a point on his forehead where there isn't any hair. Which uh, just, it stuck out to me because there's an awful lot of hair there that you could have hidden the butt under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dio really picked, like, the worst place to put it. <laughs> Maybe he had like some foundation on. And oh, that's yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, the fight just made it all like sweat away, you know. Yeah, uh, it's possible. Thank you. And what we know about the bud is that is that um, it like formed from Dio's cell, and it connects directly on the person's forehead and i guess into their brain and somehow injects like the person with dio's charisma and so they're really loyal to him yeah it's like a mind mind control kind of parasite mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. yeah cool does anybody have anything else to add on the bud um uh, if no. you leave it in too long you turn into a garden gnome made of tumors but that's oh, that's not, right that's later on also, they they come from Dio's hair, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I I like how how uh it doesn't do it a lot this uh you know season three of JoJo, but I like when they lean into the fact that Dio is a vampire. Like outside of him having stand powers, he's also just a vampire. So yeah. <laughs> that's an issue. Well, why is that an issue? Well, it's an issue because a vampire is so much harder to kill than a human being. You just leave him out in the sun for like two seconds. Oh, don't spoil the ending. Do you think Dio's <laughs> big issue was that uh, he probably shouldn't have set up a base of operations in Egypt? Yeah. Honestly, he yeah. He, he picked a not great place to do it. He should have gone to like Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> he picked a great place to do it because this is the last place you'd look for him. Well, I've got news for you about the conclusion of the following episode. It's <laughs> uh, in fact the first place they look for him. <laughs> okay, so um, so as we explained, the flesh-eating bud controls your mind or whatever. If, if Dio sticks it on your forehead, it's it's like it's not yeah. it's not like straightforward mind control. It's more like it makes you a slave of Dio. Dio isn't straight up controlling Kakyoin. He's basically just turned Kakyoin into like a Dio cultist, kind of. Mm -hmm. So Kakyoin will do whatever he can to further Dio's ends, but it's not a direct, like, it's not, he's not being controlled in the same way that like Kakyoin controls people. Mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent. Thank you. 
And so here, old man Jojo is like, sorry, Kakyoin is done for. But Jojo's like, no, no, I can remove it. But it's dangerous to remove the bud because you would have to remove it like quickly with surgical precision. But in the process of you removing it, the bud could try to take over you as well. Yeah. Mm. Can we can we uh, remember back to season two? Wasn't uh, what's Jotaro's, the Joseph's wife? What's her name? Ah, uh, Susie. Susie Q. Yes, yeah, Susie Q. Q. Yeah, yeah. She was mentally hijacked by Vamu, and he removed that with Hamon, didn't he? Was it a bud, though? I, I imagine it would have gone into her brain, right? Yeah. So what? what's the difference? But he was a younger man, then. Ah, that's true. Yeah. He was a younger man. <laughs> he just doesn't like Kakyo, and he's like, oh, no, he's done for. <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, wouldn't wouldn't um, Joseph be the ideal person to deal with the bud because one of his hands is mechanical, so the bud couldn't possess it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, also, know. since the bud is made out of uh, Dio's hair, probably his ham hormone would be enough to destroy it because yeah, it's, it's like, like anti- sunlight anti- energy. Yeah. 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 I guess he like doesn't work well under pressure like Jojo does. I guess. Oh. Okay, so then this like super intense scene follows, where Joe just trying to remove the bud, and in the end he succeeds. And I found this interesting because when you first watch it, you think, or at least I thought, oh, this is the usual thing where like the hero can do everything perfectly and he's good at everything. But no, because Jojo's ability to control his stand with like super. Precise precision is a lore point. Yeah. I'm just saying this is a good way to set up their budding romance so that eventually Kakyoin will be able to lay an egg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that. No, Ian. Yes. We can't talk about Kakyoin without talking about the Clamdosian. No, guys. Oh, I, I, I just, I just don't know if that's true. We'll talk about it another time because this is. Then, what's it like when there's a guest on? You're starting to side with me because I don't think that's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish Richie would talk more. Uh... You start bullying me and referencing dungeons. <laughs> Okay, focus, everyone. Okay. Thank you, Sin. Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically... <laughs> I, just, I just looked down. I see Kyan has sent a JPEG. I don't know what it is. And then a second later, I just hear yeah, to go, Oh, God. <laughs> I, know what, I know what the JPEG is. Okay. Look, I'm just giving you material for the background of the podcast. Ah, oh, of course. Okay, um, so Jojo removes the bud. Also, we'll learn a bit about Avdal in this episode as well. Mm. He's basically a fortune teller by trade, and Dio showed up at his shop one day, and like Avdal himself barely avoided a flesh bud. Yeah, he just yeah, was yeah. able to escape because I think old man Jojo told him about Dio, and he recognized him when he saw him. Yeah. This this is where we see the flesh buds coming from Dio's hair. Mm-hmm. 
So Dio's hair becomes sort of Medusa-like. It becomes this mass of tentacles, and then on the end of each one is the kind of the the sharp part of the flesh part, and he's trying to stab Avdol with it. Did do you have this power before the season? He was nah. a vampire since the very beginning, but his powers sort of like evolve. Okay. He's a vampire since some um, the start of like Joe, like uh, the first arc. It's like the first thing that happens is Dio becomes a vampire. Yeah, but he didn't have uh, hair flesh buds. Uh, no. Okay. He didn't need him yet. Yeah. Okay. And also, like the the point is also that like at this point, it's Dio's head on um Jonathan's body. Mm-hmm. So he's also got like kind of control over Joe Star powers as well as his own. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And this is where Avdal describes Dio a bit and he's like Dio has golden hair, translucent skin, he exudes sensuality. He's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I love him. Oh yeah. no, I need to run. Yeah, like the dangerous sweetness of his voice makes him terrifying. So what do you think of this description of Dio? I think Avdol has has the hearts for him and he feels fucked up about it. I think oh. this this description of Dio is equally a description of Avdol, if anything. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. beautiful man. Yeah, true. <laughs> they all are though. That is true. No, I, I meant in the sense that, like, I, I think in the dub, um, which I haven't seen, he, he uh, describes Dio as having, like, and he also had, like, this dubious sensuality. And the way that it's delivered, it's like, wow, you really had the hearts for Dio, don't you? And, and I mean, the flesh bud scene is, like, really, really sexual. Really? Yeah. We get all these like sort of like long flesh tentacles coming out and trying to stab Avdol and like waving around in front of him and trying to penetrate him. Like it's not subtle. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, Jojo saves Kakyoin, and Kakyoin is like, "Why'd you risk my life saving me?" And Jojo's like, "I don't know." I need you to be father to our egg. <laughs> <laughs> need an egg, daddy. Uh, but is this like an official thing i don't understand is the egg an official canon or no no no. but it's done it's done by clamp so it's it's more in the mainstream like it's a pretty famous piece of fan work so who had the egg baby uh kakuin and uh and and jotaro have an egg baby together okay Oh, because I was about to say, I think that Jojo saved Kakyoin because, like, they're, like, totally in love at first sight. But now you're telling me they have an egg baby together. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this confirms my theory. Yeah. I think that it's love at first sight, but also that because Jotaro realizes there's a stand user out to kill him, he wants more information. Mm -hmm. And that ends up kind of being, like, the thrust of this episode is... The thrust? Sin, if you're going to be vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a pure podcast, Sin. Uh, I, I, I don't know why you're dragging us down like this. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, 
All right. So the next day, they find Holly collapsed in the kitchen, and turns out she's also a stand user. With a menacing spoon. With a menacing spoon? Yeah, they pan in on her. There's like a spoon on the floor, and the menacing things pop up. Oh, why was the spoon menacing? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I just skipped to that part in the in the episode, and that is what happens. Yes. Well, why is the spoon menacing? It's like, why is there a spoon on the floor? Yeah. Yeah, a- Avdol is, like, he doesn't know where Holly is, and then he sees the spoon on the ground, and he realizes she's dropped it. Oh. And then you get the menacing things. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Thank you. So, yeah, um, they realize that Holly also has a stand, but her stand's making her ill. And so, to save Holly, they have to stop Dio's influence on them by killing him and breaking the curse. I would kill Dio to save Holly. Yeah. Yeah. She's precious and needs to be protected. Aww. And they have basically only 50 days to do this, to find Dio. And through, like, this weird investigation thing, they figure out that Dio is in Egypt. Well, this is the thing. They figure out that Dio's in Egypt through this convoluted situation where Joseph uses Hermit Purple to get a spirit photograph of Dio, and it's really dark. And they go through all of these spirit photographs until they notice a blotch in one of them. And then Jotaro gets Star Platinum to sketch the blot, and they discover that it's a fly. And then from that, they determine the species of fly, and from that, they determine that it's a fly that's only in Egypt. Then Kakyo <laughs> says, yeah, he's in Egypt. That's where I met him. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> the whole thing is utterly pointless. Also, Abdul knows he's in Egypt. Yeah, Abdul just, yeah. <laughs> I think this points to the thing I mentioned earlier. They don't work well under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're too smart to be smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost like they had to fill in time. <laughs> I also like that um, Holly's stand, it doesn't get a name, but you see it and it kind of looks like Joseph's stand. It's like a massive kind of um, yeah, horned, yeah. like yeah. vines. Also, in this continuing Joseph fashion, his pajamas in this episode are. They're like something a small child would wear. They're, they're <laughs> sky blue, but with with like, what can only be described as small green explosions all over them. <laughs> Joseph is the best boy. He's amazing. <laughs> okay. And yeah, so Kakyoin is like, I'll join you guys. And- I need to lay an egg. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they become like a team together at this point. And this is actually where Jojo gets a name for his stand. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody want to tell us how that happened? He draws a card. Yeah. Because Avdol is like, I'm qualified to do this. The way you put that in, as it, like, I don't know if he needed to say I'm qualified to do this. I think you could <laughs> just have, I think anybody's qualified to do that. No, but he's a fortune teller. So he's like extra qualified. <laughs> ah. Yeah. I think I think his sole qualification is that he just had a deck of cards lying around. Not just any cards, tarot cards. Tarot cards. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, like he's gonna draw like the wrong card and like Abdel's just gonna be like, no, that's bullshit. Pick another one. Well conveniently <laughs> the the star card that he draws does have artwork on it that looks like Star Platinum. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Abdul made the deck after the fact and like cut it in a way that he knew Joseph uh, Jodoro would? The trust tellers are frauds. He knows what yeah. he's doing. Oh, yeah. it's like a magic thing, you know, like a right. It was a force. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, does hang on. Kakuin already calls it Hierophant Green before this, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, did he have a pack of cards as well? Like, did he meet Abdul? Yeah, Richie. We know that Kakuin met Dio in Egypt and. Yeah. Avdol was in Egypt, so maybe at some point Kakyoin uh, met Avdol without like knowing who he is. But, but wouldn't Avdol recognize him? It's been a very stressful week for Avdol, okay? okay? Yeah, true, true. Thank you. So yeah, they, they all um head off to Egypt and leave Holly in the care of the Speedwagon Foundation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I first saw it this season and then I went back to watch the first one and then I'm like, oh, that's what the Speedwagon Foundation is. I get it now. Yeah. He's just a dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess that's it. Ooh, wow, that second episode went way faster. <laughs> I think we're all sort of running on fumes. After the first one. But nothing really happens in the second episode. It is true. That's true. This this is something we brought up when we did the first one, that, like, if you told me that there was a whole episode that was Jotaro in prison, and then there was a whole episode that was him meeting Kakuin and fighting him, and then another whole episode that's them getting the flesh bud out, I would think this sounds like it is horribly paced, but it's not. No, No, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yep. they keep everything going like internally at a very good pace. There's a lot going on in it, so you're at no point does it feel like it's dragging out. But then when it's over, you realize, oh yeah, well, well nothing really happened. <laughs> one or two <laughs> things happened in this episode that could have been like one scene, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, before we go, does anybody have anything else to say about today's episode? Episodes. So. <laughs> They were pretty good. It went by fast. Yeah. The first episode didn't have an opening sequence and the credits were just over black, right? The second episode had an opening sequence that showed, like, Dio and the them in Egypt and everything. But it ended with credits on black. And this is the first one that has the proper opening and the proper credit sequence for this series. Yeah. Like, they're gradually introducing them. And... Again, Sin, remember when we watched Reborn and I kept saying, what the fuck is that thing in the intro? And I knew it was coming. And that thing was Ippin, right? Yeah. In this one, you see the fifth member of the Stardust Crusaders in the opening and the ending, but they haven't met him yet. Ah. Yeah. And you mentioned that they play a different theme at the end of this? The theme is the Bengals walk like an Egyptian. Okay, Richie, do the outro. That was Richie and Sin Jojo Watch Along with Guests, Episodes 2 and 3, which is also Episode 203 of The Snack Covenant. Oh my god, Richie! We watched Episodes 2 and 3 of Jojo, and this is Episode 203 of The Snack Covenant! Yeah. 
That cannot okay. be. Wait, why? Why is? I'm not complaining because it's safely quarantined elsewhere. But why is the JoJo stuff part of the Snack Covenant and the Reborn stuff a separate series? Okay. So what's going on is that Reborn is part of the policy, right? So it's a separate thing because we're watching the episodes together live and comment on them and then add that commentary into the actual episode where we discuss the lore. So it's more intricate, so it has its own thing. So when you got the guy from the other podcast on to also talk about Reborn, what was that? That was part of the Snack Covenant. Okay, yeah. 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 But it is in the policy playlist. So it's in both playlists, but officially it's a Snack Covenant episode. This is like the fucking continuity of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Is the policy a thing from Reborn? Yes. Oh. Don't. Sin's <laughs> <laughs> dream is to gradually phase out all Souls content from this channel and just have it be about Reborn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not a joke. That's actually what she wants. That's what I want in life. <laughs> just Reborn. Okay, so Richie, this outro went on for too long. The music is it over. Certainly did. Let's do it again. Richie, all did right. it. Yes. That was The Snack Covenant Episode 203, Jojo Watch Along Episode 2, Episodes 2 and 3. I want to die. <laughs> Thank you to our special guests, Kyan and Asa. Kyan, if, people, if uh. people want to find you on social media and download a game you made, where should they go? Look me up at K-A-Y-I-N-N-A-S-K-I on Twitter and then immediately unfollow me, like as soon as you see anything I tweet. <laughs> Just a bunch of X panels. <laughs> oh, it's a cat. That's good. I feel better now. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was Asa, like desperately trying to escape the podcast. Oh Asa, <laughs> you have a much more popular channel than this, where you also talk about Souls things and not anime. Where can yeah, people true. find you? <laughs> they can find me on that channel. Assumably linked in the description of this video. I already spelled it out earlier, so you'll just have to watch that back. <laughs> and just to reiterate, it's A E S I R space A E S T H E T I C S. That, uh, yeah. I mean, there's not a space, are, though. Yeah, they're both real words, so if you type them in, it might autocorrect for you. Yeah, I think I'm like the number two suggestion for Acer on YouTube. I'm climbing up there, guys. Oh, nice. wow. Forever. I killed the ones above you. <laughs> We're the number two result for the lock shield, an item in Bloodborne. <laughs> Despite dedicating an hour-long podcast to it, it's not the number one source of lock shield information. <laughs> which tells you a lot about what a failure this channel is. <laughs> oh. Damn, Richie, the I like that episode, though. The Lock yeah. Shield. The Lock Shield. Well, thank you for coming, everyone. We really appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.